Good morning, church. When I was a teenager, we used to have band practices in the church office upstairs after hours. And um, one day, one of our friends in the band decided it would be a really funny idea to use a photocopier to photocopy his bottom. Now, don't try this at home. It's not a good idea. So we all dutifully turned around to avoid watching. And he carefully climbed onto the photocopy machine. And then we heard a loud crack. Where he'd sat on the copier, the glass had broken under his weight. Now, of course, we knew we were all in trouble because all of us had been present when this happened. And our friend didn't want to have to tell the church leaders that he'd broken the photocopier with his backside. We didn't know what to do. My guess is all of us have been in a similar position, not with photocopies and bottoms, um, but when we're in the middle of a dire situation and we're scared of the outcome. Right now, all of us are under threat from a global virus. Now, some of us are in danger for our physical health, some of us in danger for our emotional well-being, some of us are worried about our income or job security. It's easy to be scared right now when the metaphorical lions are circling around us. As we've heard from today's story, Daniel was also in trouble. Now, at this point in his life, he was an older man and one of the most important people in the kingdom. He was one of three administrators overseeing 120 others who answered directly to the king himself. But his colleagues were so jealous of his success that they set him up and they tricked the king into signing a law so that no one could pray to anyone except the king on fear of death. Now, this is the part of the story that amazes me most of all, more so than the miraculous escape from the lions later on, because all Daniel had to do to avoid death was not pray. 30 days he wasn't allowed to pray to God and he, I think I would forgive Daniel for thinking, God, I love you, you're great, but just for the next month, I'm taking some time out. I'm, I'm going on a sabbatical, I'll talk to you later, hope that's okay. I certainly would be tempted to do the same myself. Who wouldn't? To avoid death and capture and being thrown to lions, just pause on the prayer for a little bit. Um, but Daniel didn't do that. In fact, Daniel, with all his responsibilities of the kingdom, paused three times a day, went into his room, and prayed, giving thanks to God. That's what the Bible says, it says, prayed, giving thanks to God. Now, why would he do this? Because Daniel was a man who'd spent a lifetime practicing the power of prayer. He'd been practicing the power of prayer. As a young man, he'd been taken from Israel as a captive from his home to a foreign country, but he'd stuck to his faith. He'd continued to pray all that time. He'd seen his friends thrown into a fiery furnace and survive. He'd given prophecies to kings. He'd interpreted dreams. And now he was an important advisor. And Daniel knew what to do in a crisis because he'd been doing it many times before. Despite being one of the most important people in the kingdom, he continued to go before God and practice the power of prayer. 600 years later, Jesus modeled this same habit. He often went off into remote places on his own to pray, and he encouraged his disciples to do the same thing. Now, I used to think that Jesus would do this because he was tired or worn out and needed a break. But the truth was, he constantly returned to prayer because that is where we develop a relationship with God, and that is where we receive his power. As John Mark Comer writes, the wilderness isn't the place of weakness, it's the place of strength. It's where we practice the power of prayer. In the famous Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says this, When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Sound familiar? 
That's exactly what Daniel did, even on pain of death. And we know how the rest of Daniel's story plays out. He's caught praying and under the new law is sentenced to death. Verse 11 specifically says they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. The king knows he's been tricked and he tries all day to find a legal way to save Daniel, uh, but to no avail, he can't do it. So he's, Daniel is thrown into a den of half-starved lions overnight. But he's alive and well when the traumatized king goes to check on him first thing in the morning. Daniel says, my God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. They've not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. So the king reinstates Daniel, kills off the colleagues that plotted against him and issues a decree that everyone must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. What an amazing outcome. What an incredible turnaround to a dramatic story which sees Daniel vindicated and God glorified. But the interesting thing is Daniel did not do a thing in this. He's not some kind of action hero. He didn't do something amazing except faithfully practice the power of prayer. That's it, practicing the power of prayer. Things are tough for us right now. Your situation may be different to mine, but this, this thing is affecting us all in different ways. Um, right now, there's so much fear and uncertainty. We're in the middle of this den of lions, but Daniel and Jesus give us a way to respond. We must practice the power of prayer. That's where our strength comes from. So how are you praying right now? Have you given up? Have you just started? Are you doubling down? Have you been practicing prayer for years or is this all new to you? If you've never prayed before or you're struggling with prayer, now's a great time to start or continue. You might find something like this, a book called How to Pray by Pete Gregg, really, really helpful right now. It's a really simple guide to getting started with prayer and what that looks like. Or if you're a prayer warrior and been praying for years, Keep going with that passion and perseverance and practice. Prayer, prayer is powerful. Practice the power of prayer. So the good news is that Jesus, because of Jesus, because of Jesus, he proves that God loves you. God made a huge sacrifice so you can know him personally. He cares and he listens, even if he doesn't always respond in the way that you expect. So what would happen if we all pray? The church as a whole, we're doing this Unite 714 where we're praying at 714 a.m. and p.m. Um, all around the world, joining in with millions of others because we believe in the power of prayer. Church, let's right now practice the power of prayer and see our prayers transform our land. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. Thank you for Jesus and thank you that you hear every single one of our prayers and you respond. We pray right now for all of the church, all of our communities, our nation and the world in this pandemic that you will respond powerfully as we all come before you in prayer. Thank you. Amen.